Hello, and welcome back to Kristen's Simple Life Podcast. Listen, today I want to talk to you about stress. Why? Because I've had quite the experience the last couple of months. If you listen to the previous podcast, you will know that I've recently gone through a divorce. Well, while I was going through the divorce, something strange was going on with my body. And one of those things was my right eye kept twitching. (laughs) I mean, literally, like, I probably spent about two weeks dealing with this. Two full weeks. During the two weeks that I was dealing with this, my eye would be twitching the majority of the day. I actually would probably go an hour or two without my eye twitching. And then it would start twitching again. And... You know, a friend of mine, we would talk about it and we would just really be cracking up. It was like my eyes, which I would be telling her how I would be having a conversation with people. And when I'm having this conversation, my eye would start twitching in the middle of the conversation. And I'd be, I'm so self-conscious. I'm wondering, I'm like, can they see? Can they see that my eye is twitching? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But this went on for literally about two full weeks. And then I noticed that when I was having, I guess, a couple of hours of my eye not twitching, if I brought up certain people's names, um, I would start twitching again. (laughs) I was like, Lord have mercy, this is not good. But this, again, went on for about two weeks. Also, for the last, maybe, probably the last three or four months, maybe longer than that, leading up to my divorce and a little bit after, I was on my cycle literally every two weeks. I was ha- I was experiencing this with my eye for two for full for two full weeks, and then every two weeks or so I would start my cycle. So I would literally start my cycle. I would get off my cycle, and in two weeks later, sometimes a week and a half, I would be right back on my cycle. And uh, you know, I was calling people, and I was like, oh "My gosh, is this normal?" Because I am over forty, so I know that. You know, my hormone, my hormones are going to change. I know that there's different things going on with my body, but I didn't feel that this was normal. And so, kid you not, um, I had got invited to a prophetic conference. Um, the woman's name is Tiff- Tiffany Montgomery. I had never heard of her before. She's an amazing woman. Um, but I was invited to her last, it's called Covered by God conference. Um, last year in 2022 it was her last one of the year and I was literally invited the night before the conference and so I was like well what the heck well I'll just go I normally I would say no because it was during the week and I don't do much during the week because during the week I'm really focused on my kids making sure they get to you know they go to bed on time so they can get to school on time the next day so I can get to work on time. I'm concerned about spending time with them. I'm also in graduate school, so I'm usually studying and doing school at night. Um, And I have to cook dinner, and I still have a family to provide and take care of. So usually during the week, I say no to anything. But for whatever reason, I just felt led to go. So I was like, well, forget it. I'll, I'll go ahead and go. So I went to the conference, and there was a healing session during this conference. And Um, They were calling people up for healing and people were, I mean, it was so many people up there that, you know, uh, I was like, I'm not going up there. (laughs) There's too many people up there. But 
during the time that this was going on and I, I have to tell you that it was it was so it was so awesome because I had not been to a healing service like this since I was young I mean like since I was a teenager where you go and there's a laying on of hands and people were actually being delivered there was a, a blind woman that could see once they um, laid hands on her and it was really unique because there was a woman that was I guess healing and, and speaking healing over people through singing and I never experienced anything like that before so again it was just so amazing but while I'm at this conference um you know again there was a blind woman that couldn't see there was a woman that was struggling to walk and she literally ran off stage I mean it was really amazing but I I thought to myself I'm not going up there but what I will do is I will lay hands on myself in faith and I will pray the prayer that they are praying and sure enough that's exactly what I did. I had a friend of mine that it was it was a whole group of us, but one of my friends that was with us, she also has, you know, a few things going on in her body. And so I laid one of my hands on her and I laid the other hand on myself. And I put my my hand, you know, on myself and I said, "Lord, I stand in faith and I believe everything that this woman is praying through song." And I was actually cramping there. Um, I had just got off my cycle probably four days prior and I was already cramping again. And I was already feeling the symptoms of getting ready to start my cycle again. And so um, I laid hands on myself and I prayed that prayer and I believed, okay, I believed as I laid hands on myself and I was cramping and sure enough, I stopped cramping that was in december it is now almost february i've not had my cycle every two weeks i've literally had my cycle when i'm supposed to have my cycle it literally dried up to where i am now back on schedule and so that's an amazing testimony that i have from that but that was going on during this time and so recently i was having another conversation with a friend and she asked me she said kristen are you depressed and I said, yeah, <laughs> yes. And I know that sounds crazy because I just laughed, right? Saying I'm depressed and started laughing. But what I had realized is that I, I was depressed and I was functioning though. I was like a functioning depressed. You know, it's kind of like, there's really nothing like an al alcoholic, but you have alcoholics that are functioning alcoholics so they can still drink and be drunk but they can still go to work and function I realized I was functioning depressed so you know for any of you that follow me on social media particularly Instagram if you follow me on Instagram you only see what I post you only see what I allow you to see and though I have a good life I'm happy I have you know wonderful children and things like that there are aspects about my life that you would never see posted. You will never see it online. And so you can have people that are posting things online. It looks like they have a wonderful life, but you never know what they are really dealing with behind closed doors. And sure enough, I realized that I am depressed, but I'm functioning depressed. I don't know if that's good, but I'm functioning that way. I'm still going to work. I'm still getting up. I'm still taking care of my children. I'm still recording my podcast. I'm still, you know, I have this thing now where I, uh, every Wednesday, I post different 
Uh, it's called Quick Segments with Kristen. And so I talk about, you know, life and, and wisdom and just try to encourage people. But I do these things, but it still doesn't mean that I'm not going through in my own life. It still doesn't mean that I'm not depressed, that I don't have things that I'm dealing with. And yes, I'm getting through them. I'm healing. Thank the Lord I'm healing. But you can be functioning depressed. And so it got me to thinking about how we as women and we as, as mothers, we pull it together for the team, right? We just keep, keep going. But we do have to self-care. Um, I do, I make sure that I get my nails done every two weeks. I, I try to schedule massages often. Um, I have hotel nights where I just go stay in a hotel for a night. Um, I do, I work out. I work out twice a week. I haven't hiked in a while, but I do hike. It's just kind of too cold to hike right now. Um, you know, too cold for my comfort anyway. But there are things that I do to manage um, my stress. But sometimes I'm wondering, you know, in life, are we just coping with stress or are we managing stress? What's the difference? You know, it's because of things that happen in our lives. And, you know, there's so many affirmations out there and so many people that are that are speaking wise words, right? But at the end of the day, they may not understand that you still go to bed at night and you still cry yourself to sleep. And so it also got me to thinking about my children because my children have gone through stressful moments throughout this process, not in the way that you would think, but they have gone through some stressful situations. Um, you know, we we use the term magenta in my household where, you know, OK, well, we're not angry. with We're not red with anger. We're not green with envy. We're not yellow. You know, like we're just oh, sad and or I would say yellow with joy, but we're not um, blue with sadness and those types of things. But we are feeling something that's a little crabby. And so we call it magenta because it's, it's all of those colors mixed into one. And it's kind of this ugly color that we can't really describe. So that's how we feel. So we have days where we say, oh, I'm just a magenta today. And so my youngest son uses it a lot. And you know, there are times where like, are you okay, mom? Mm, I'm just kind of feeling magenta, but I'll be okay. You know, so we, we do talk about what's on our minds. We do talk about what we're going through, but we also recognize and realize that it's okay to feel the way that we feel. And it's okay to allow yourself to feel those things. So I am doing well as far as, you know, exercising and, and working on my mental health, but there are times where I'm really sad and I have to just admit, you know what? I am really sad today, but I'm going to be okay. But today is not a good day and that's okay. We have to give ourselves permission to feel. So another thing I was thinking about is we're entering the time of the year where my daughter starts to get really stressed because they have milestones at school this is when they start taking all of the standardized testing and it just it she just doesn't function well with these tests and I was looking at the American Psychological Association and just generally um over our life just you know everyday life 70 percent of adults reported that they do not think people in the government care about them 
And I have to say, you know, I'm probably one of the 70%. 64% said they feel that their rights are under attack. These are other things that we could be stressed about. So these may not be things that we're going through at home, but these are things that, that do stress us. It's a stressors in life in general. 45% said that they do not feel protected by the laws in the United States. I'm probably within that 45%. 38% said the state of the nation has made them consider moving to a different country. I have considered moving to a different country. I sure have. 40% agreed that the political environment in their state has made them consider moving to a different state. I've not wanted to move to another state, but I have wanted to move out of this country. Teens. Remember, I'm talking about my daughter. This is a milestone time. This is a time where she starts to get really stressed. Teens. 34% of teens predict their stress to increase in the next year. This was a poll taken in 2013, I believe, August of 2013. But I can tell you that, that teens still feel this way. My daughter already predicts, every year she predicts how she will feel during milestones. And it's really no matter what I say to encourage her, test her hard. And I can relate because I am not a good test taker and I don't like taking tests. And... The moment you tell me I have to take a test or the moment I know like in undergrad when we had finals and um, midterms, I would get so stressed out. And so in, in graduate school, we don't really have to worry about that. You're, you're focused more on, on writing your thesis. But for undergrad and regular school, yes, I was stressed out. So many teens also reported feeling overwhelmed. This is 31% and depressed or sad 30% as a result of stress. More than one-third teens reported feeling tired, 36%, and nearly one-quarter of teens, 23%, reported skipping a meal due to stress. I can't tell you how many meals I have skipped, not even realizing it because I was stressed out. Despite the impact that stress appears to have on their lives, teens were more likely than adults to report that their stress levels had a slight high, right? or impact on their body or physical health. So sometimes as adults, I see that, you know, we're not necessarily saying that we are stressed. I don't know if we feel that we're not supposed to be stressed. Um, you know, when we have families and we're taking care of our families, but teens are a, a little bit more, you know, likely, at least according to this, according to the, the American, the, um, American Psychological Association, the APA, they're saying that this is the case, at least in 2013 it was. I would predict that it's probably higher now. Um, I do think that there are teenagers that don't say anything, but there are many that do. So this led me to think about a particular text in the Bible that to me is the epitome of stress, talking about stress. And when I come back, I'm going to dive right into that. Okay, y'all, I am back. So I want to read from Exodus chapter 18. This is coming from the NIV version. This is when, this is after Moses went and freed the Israelites. He had sent his wife away to be with his father-in-law. Now he's back reuniting with them. And so I'm going to read it. I hope that I can pronounce everything correctly. I do have a habit sometimes of trashing uh, words and names, but I'm going to do my best not to do that this time. But I'm going to read starting at verse 5. 
So it says that Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, together with Moses' son and wife, came to him in the wilderness where they was camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent word to him, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They greeted each other and then went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships that they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. Jethro was delighted to hear about all these good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. He said, praise be to the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and of Pharaoh and who rescued the people from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods and he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering to the to, and other sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of the land to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law in the in the presence of God. Verse thirteen. The next day, Moses took his seat. Here we go. This is where I really want you to notice here. Um, in verse thirteen, the next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people, and they stood around him from morning till evening these people stood in front of him complaining from morning till evening when his father-in-law saw that all Moses was doing for the people he said what is this you are doing for the people why do you alone sit as a judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening Moses answered him, because the people come to see me to see God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. 17, Moses' father-in-law replied, listen up. What you are doing is not good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to to me and I will listen to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative for God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Got some math going on here. Verse 22, have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Verse 24, Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. He chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. So Moses listened. He was obedient. He was not prideful. Okay. 
26. They served as judges for the people at all times. The difficult cases were brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. So we're talking about stress, right? In situations like this, what I am hearing here is Moses was doing too much. He was doing too much. How many of us is just doing too much? We're just doing too much. We need to delegate. So during this process of my divorce and my family, we're, we're um, trying to rediscover our household. Um, I had to say, you know what? There's a lot of things that's adding to my stress. So for example, um, I just got rid of one of our animals. So we had a rabbit. We just got rid of the rabbit. I love the rabbit, but it was too much. It was too much. The cleanup behind the rabbit was too much. Um, I'm also in the process of looking for a new home for one of my dogs because this particular dog I had purchased for my husband. And after I was had purchased it for my husband for a service dog. But then he changed his mind after we got the dog. And then when he when we separated, he didn't take the dog, didn't want the dog. So I got stuck with the dog. I got left with the dog. So now I'm looking for a home for the dog, not because I don't love her, but because she is adding to my stress. She requires so much. She got too much going on. And she is a whiny baby all the time. And I love her. But right now, it is too much for me. I have three children to take care of I have one getting ready to go off to college um it's so much that me and his father because he's my my oldest son is with a, a different uh relationship from when I got married so me and his father is trying to help guide him along his new life journey that's ahead and it's a lot going on so I have to limit the things that is adding stress to my life so some of these animals got to go. We've had a lot of animals during COVID, but, you know, COVID is over. We've, we've moved on. And so there are certain, you know, one dog, chickens in the backyard, that's good enough. It's just, it's just too much. And with the dogs that I have, I never, I always wanted a small dog. I still do. I wanted a tiny dog, like a little poodle or um, a shih tzu, but that's not what I got. I, I, I got what I didn't want. And it wasn't on purpose. So, you know, I was just like, I got stuck. It like I always got stuck with some, something I didn't want. And so I had to start saying, okay, what is adding to my stress? It's got to go because I need a life of peace. I didn't have peace in my marriage. Now I need peace. I, I need to get rid of the extra things that's, that's causing confusion in my life. And so the dog got to go. The rabbit had to go. And so... um Something else is I had to say, listen, I had to start delegating even the more around my house. Okay, listen, I'm only going to cook twice a week. So you better figure out what you're going to eat this day and this day. And I need my kitchen to be closed by a certain time. I have school at a certain time. I need to be in bed by a certain time. I need these chores done by a certain time. So I had to actually implement an eviction process. So if my kids do not do their chores by a certain time I actually will evict them out of their rooms to another room and they won't have access to their room until they get it together these are things that I had to implement I had to let my boys know listen I'm not taking this trash out I got two men in the house take the trash out so there were things that I had to do to re to uh, sort of eliminate some of my stress so now really my stress level is my own emotions 
And I would rather deal with that than deal with that on top of everything else adding to my stress level. So I love the advice that Moses gave. We really need to take heed to that. Sometimes we we kind of take pride in being over everything. And I'm not even mentioning the things that I do outside of my home. I'm not even touching based on that. So it's so important to listen and not take pride, but to take the wisdom and the advice that's being given to us and shown through us. And the Bible has so many um, stories that we can glean from, but this is one that just stands out to me the most. He didn't have to do everything. Put other people in charge. You got smart people, all these people, and you ain't got no smart people with you. You got some educated people with you. If you are working in business, operating in business, you need a team. One of my business, I just started a dance company. I have a team. I can't do everything by myself. You know, if you have to start off doing it by yourself at first, I've been there. You do it, but then you get a team. And you get a team that's going to have your back and that's going to support you and love you throughout the process. So... There's a lot to impact from this text. So that's really all I have to say. But I, I do want to mention before I, I get off this podcast is that my eye is not twitching anymore. <laughs> I am still managing my stress and coping with life and, you know, looking forward to the things that God has for me. But my eye twitching ain't one of them. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Kristen's Simple Life. And I will be with you next time. Hello, this is Kristen. And thank you so much for listening to Kristen's Simple Life. For John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you are not saved and desire a deeper relationship with God, All you have to do is confess your sins to him and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And that is it, folks. You are saved. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. And if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram at Kristen Simple Life. God bless you. And I will be with you next time.